DJ to miss the cut, 650, get on. Clicks, 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 they'll do anything to get a fuel. Tick, 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 that's the sound before my head explodes. Quick, quick, quick. Welcome back, everybody, to our Buddy B's podcast. Uh, this week, we're talking about the US Open. Uh, I have a quote here that should make a lot of these golfers very scared. We're not trying to humiliate the best players in the world. We're simply trying to identify them. That was said by Sandy Tatum in 1974 when they played here last. And let's just say in 74 plus seven won the event. So big, big event, US Open, tough track. Uh, Let's get this podcast underway. Tonight I've got with me D-Webb and Scotty. How are you today, guys? Very good, mate. Also, just on your quote, I also believe that quote was said on many a bad trip as well, my friend. I think it was said at Portsea in the bunker on 12. Mm-hmm. And also at Newcastle on the ninth hole. <laughs> and clearly oh, you that, boys... That's... And clearly you boys have scripted this prior to me joining this podcast tonight because that was no, mate, too this is all that off was the cuff. too well done. I uh, I do admit most of the the big uh, big statements come from Scotty on day four, so um, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's great. I, I could do a podcast just on Scotty statements. Hey, do you know what? <laughs> I tore up I tore up the back nine at Portsea that day. I was going right. You and- did, mate. No, I was. I and was, how good is Portsea? It's a great golf club. Mm. It is, and I think it's home to the Australia Ninja Warrior, Ginger Ninja, back-to-back champ. Is that right? Or um, one last year and finalist this year? Last week, last year finalist this year. Let's let's try and get him on on the podcast. Nah, He's mate. a mad golfer, and I'm sure he'd love to have a chat with the boys. I'm sure he's had ten in the bunker on twelve too. <laughs> 11. <laughs> 11. All right. So let's move on. Um, first off, we've got Richard's random question. Now, this is more of a general knowledge question for the boys. I'm going to give out two coffee orders, and I want you to tell me whose coffee it is. So the first coffee is, let me pull it up, a grande, no-fat, double-shot espresso, hazelnut latte. D-Web, any guess? Bryson DeJambo. Scotty, guess? Uh, yeah, I was actually fortunate to uh, have a coffee with the one and only Tiger Woods in uh, Los Angeles earlier this year, and I believe that's what I ordered him. Winner. That is Tiger Woods. Scotty, one. D-Web, none. The next one. Wow. This one is incredible. This person's coffee has protein powder. It has amino acids in it. It has MCT powder in it. It has coffee in it. And then it has almond milk in it. Whose coffee is that, D-Webb? Not Shane Lowry. I'm going with the same one, Bryson DeSambo. What about you, Scotty? Who do you think, mate? Yeah, I reckon if you add the uh, calories up in the almond milk, uh, times it by the square root of 64 divided by 12 by the swing speed, velocity, and projection of the angle onto the coffee, it would be Bryson DeChambeau. It's got to be. Guess what, guys? Wrong. Oh. Bill Mickelson's coffee oh. in the morning. Oh, I'm off him. 
Yeah, no, so, never a fan. Yeah, look, uh, Big Phil's coffee sounds very, very complicated. Talking about coffees, boys, what's your favourite brew before a game of golf? D-Web? Uh, long black, mate. Standard. Scotty? Yeah, I'm with D-Web, the long black. You know, the one thing that you've got to understand, uh, Lowy, is that you do not get physiques like uh, Webby and myself from drinking uh, armoured lattes and things like that, just straight up. Long black, little to no calories, mate. That's that's how you gotta that's how you gotta do it in the morning. Yeah, boys, I'm a, uh, on the way to golf. A long black dash of milk, uh, and may we never talk about my first ever long black experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start talking about this week's event, D Web. Uh, mate, this course. Talk to me about it, uh, and what do you think uh, is uh, the best things a player could bring to this week? Uh, yeah, look, very long uh, track um, at winged foot, 7,477 yards uh, and a stock past 70. So that's quite long. Um, it's very narrow parkland course. Obviously, US Open, there's going to be a lot of long rough there. But one of the big defences of this course is actually the greens. Apparently, they are slopey and fast. So a lot of runoff areas, a lot of false fronts. Uh, you really need a good short game. And it's interesting because a lot of people are coming out saying, oh, it's a really long track, you know, with the rough, you know, it's going to favour the longer hitters. If you look back to um, when the US Open was last held here, it was actually won by Jeff Ogilvy who's not noted for his straight hitting. In second, and who should have won, Phil Mickelson, not noted for his straight hitting. Um, and Colin Montgomery, I believe, was up there with Patrick Harrington, not known for their long hitting. So it's a bit of an interesting one. And I think one thing that jumps out is you need to be dynamite within 100 yards. Um, I think the average, uh, they were saying the average greens in reg is only 12 out of 18 on this course, um, which is quite low for the pros. Uh, so, yeah, so I think, yes, you need to hit it very well tee to green, but I think you also need to make sure that um, the person who's going to win will probably have an excellent week uh, in the short game stakes. Yeah, look, I'm a man of quotes, and, look, I've been looking at uh, former PGA players quoting this course, and this is Jack Nicholas. The golf course gets tough on the first tee and never gets any easier. So... For someone like Jack to come out and talk about a course being that tough, uh, I take it to the bank every day of the week. So previous scores, they've they've played here. Uh, this will be the sixth time they've played here and the lowest score was plus, sorry, minus four. Let's go into some of the markets. Um, DJ is our favourite this week. Uh, at the moment, it's about $8 uh, on Betfair. Uh Thoughts on DJ this week, guys? Oh, well, he's the obvious one. If you're looking at form, um, obviously his last four starts, he's gone first, second, second and a third in there. So, um, And that third technically was a win because that was a tour championship. So uh, he is absolutely on fire. His record at the US Open is very strong. In his last six goes, he's had four top fours. So... Um, and that included the win back in 2016. So he's um, he's obviously cherry ripe. There's probably two 
minor things that I would pick at. Uh, the first one is just the standard golf will get you at some point. And he's been on a ridiculous run. Um, you know, the big thing is, will, will it continue? Will he continue to have good breaks go his way? Will he continue to hit it as well um, as he has and as consistently as he has over the last few weeks? That's obviously a question mark. I think the only other real one for me is going to be around his chipping. So he's dynamite um, tee to green from his long game. Like he's obviously a very good driver and he hits it a long way. His approach play has been phenomenally good um, and his putting's been pretty good. The little weakness, um, if there is one in his game, is his chipping. Um, and on this course, that makes me a little bit nervous because you're going to need to be able to get up and down for some really difficult places this week. But um yeah, you know, he, he puts well on these greens and he ticks all the boxes. It's just whether you want to dive into the short odds on a really tough track. Yeah. Scotty? Yeah, deserved favourite, boys. Um, you know, he's. we had a chat earlier this week, Lowy, and we were talking about, um, you know, when's he going to fall off? And I, I truly think DJ's not one of those guys that particularly, I don't think it gets in his head too much. I think he's a fairly with no disrespect, a fairly simple character. Um, and I don't think he overthinks things too much and he just goes about doing what he's doing and he's in a rich vein of form and, you know, it's it's going to be a cracking week. I can't wait. I can't wait for this week. Um, yeah, so he's he's going to go all right, I think. Yeah, I'm going to say something that's going to throw uh, the Twitter world into a spin with all our followers. DJ to miss the cut, 650, get on. Won't make it. Oh, huge. Huge. My train of thought is if he hits the driver like he did round two at East Lakes, hit two fairways out of 14, he will be six or seven over. Driving is what he needs to focus on. He can hit the ball a long way, but as D Webb said, short game. If he misses fairways, he misses greens. And if he's missing greens, he's making bogeys. So, um, look, just you, sometimes you just got to make a statement, and that's my opening statement tonight. DJ, miss the cut, 6.50. Um, I'll be on that. Let's move on to the next person, Noodles. Um, I like him this week. Uh, hits the ball above average. Great driving accuracy. D-Web, what do you think of him this week? Uh, obviously, ripping Nick as well. He, uh, he won a couple of starts ago on a very tough track. Uh, at the BMW, and he also won the Memorial, which was playing extremely hard uh, quite a few weeks back. So um, ticking the boxes, especially on very difficult courses. He was third last year in the US Open. His record before that was a bit iffy, but he's only a young player, so that's understandable. Um, you know, his weakness, if he has had one, has been his approach play, but has improved rapidly in the last few months. Uh, he's very good off the tee, one of the best on tour. His short game stacks are... Uh, so, yeah, I, I think he is a massive show this week. Scotty, do you agree with D-Web, mate? Yeah, the noodles is uh, looking good for a little uh, takeaway delivery order this week, I think. Um, you know, he's going to bomb it out there. I was reading something uh, earlier on this evening and I was saying the ability for these guys to get out of that thick rough as well if they do miss the fairways, you're really looking at the profile of, of one of the bigger guys that can really muscle the ball out. Um, you know, his, his short game is, is pretty on point. Um, look, the one knock on on Ram in the past has probably been what's between his ears. 
And I think we've seen, uh, you know, I think we've seen him maturing a considerable amount in that space over the last sort of 18 months. So um, he's slowly getting to to be that all round, uh, all round complete guy with the with the with the mental game switched on as well. So um, yeah, he's a big show this week. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to JT. Uh, D Web, what do you think of uh, Justin Thomas this week, mate? Paying about twelve dollars fifty on Betfair. Yeah. Look, I am a Justin Thomas fan, and uh, was on him at the Tour Championship where he hit the ball phenomenally well. Uh, he's passing in the first two rounds was disgraceful, and that cost him the tournament. Because um, had he putted half decent on the first two days, he would have won easily, in my opinion. Um, his record in the U.S. Open is a bit iffy, but he's again, he's a bit like Ram. He's, he's young and hasn't had a huge amount of starts. And even last year, he had the missed cup. I'm pretty sure last year he had the wrist injury that he was coming back from. So that was a bit of a write-off anyway. He does have a ninth place, and I'm pretty sure he shot a 63 that year um, and equaled the U.S. Open record there. Uh, look, I think the thing for me with JT is um, keeping the ball in play off the tee. He's number one on tour in strokes gained approach, which is going to be massive again this week. Um, yeah, and keep the ball in play off tee. And I thought he drove the ball pretty well at the Tour Champs. He had a couple misses late, um, but for the most part, he was actually hitting it really well. Just hit this little bullet cart, which I loved. Um, and then obviously just the putting's been a bit hit and miss, but he, he's obviously um, found something at the Tour Champs because on the weekend he, he gained strokes on the field and, and gained them pretty comfortably. I like the fact... He's on a course where the greens are really difficult and going to be fast because I think that evens the field out a little bit there. Um, the rest of his game is mean. As he keeps him play up the tee, I can see him absolutely contending. And he has come out in recent weeks after a practice round and raved about the course for whatever that's worth. Um, but you think he's going to go with a pretty positive frame of mind. And, um, yeah, I think he's a big show. Scotty, got anything to add to that Uh Massive dialogue from D Web. No, massive dialogue, but it was all it was all pretty on point, wasn't it? Um hundred percent. I, I was. have to agree with everything uh D Web said there. And um yeah, JT, he he's he's one of the, the class players in the world and he'll um he'll he'll bring that this weekend, I think. Does anybody remember the time where they were saying that Jordan Spieth was better than JT? Any expert that mm-hmm. did that, they need to get their head read. JT is the best golfer out of that little click they have. And um, I think, I don't think he wins, but he will be in the top 10. He will be uh, one of the best players this week. So that's just my little two cents. Uh, next one is a Daddy Rory. Um, how do you think Rory and McElroy will go this weekend, d Well, I think it's just hard to read... Uh, how much he would have been practicing in the last few weeks, I think. Obviously, having the child. Um, and realistically, he hasn't been playing as well and he hasn't been at his best. So I think while the course would stack up, he was at his best. He's not at it. Pass for me. Scotty, are you passing on Rory like me and D Weber? Yeah, I'll, I'll be passing on him. Like he's obviously uh, welcome his little girl into the world and it's going to be great one day. Um, that little girl can grow up and wear daddy's skirts. Yeah. Um, 
All right, let's move on. This is this is going to set Twitter a light. This um, this podcast. There's a lot of big say, uh, big statements getting made. Um, <laughs> next one we're going to talk about is Xander Sheffley. He's uh thirteen dollars. Um, I think he's a once again above average hitter, above average driving accuracy, great around short uh, the short game, putting, chipping, saves, big show for me. Uh, D Web, do you agree, mate? No. There you go. Uh, I look. It was funny listening to him before the tour championship, and he kind of said a few things along the lines of he wasn't hitting it as well as what he needs to. And then he comes out and he hit it okay, but he's putted the lights out at Eastlake. And um, I just think he had his week, to be honest. And yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still thinking he's a bit just off. So, yeah, if he takes confidence from that, which I think he will, um, yes. But I don't know. I've got a question mark on him, so I'm going to pass. Scotty, you had your hand up, mate. What's going on? Yeah, well, I just thought you uh, heard you pronounce uh, Sheffield. It's is that uh, French for yum, Loey? Yes, like it the is. Old, the old Yo Play ads from back in the day. And there's another. We'll put that on the uh, well, list of actually list been, of golfers actually... that Loey can't pronounce. Yeah, well, I've actually been trying to pronounce that one right. And I can't even say the word pronounce right. (laughs) So let's not get our hopes and dreams up about things, all right, when the word that you're supposed to say to describe things that you can't say, I can't say. All right, let's move on. I'm so glad I get to edit this stuff. This is perfect. You know what the best thing about this is? We're moving on to another name I can't pronounce, Colin Morikawa. Uh, He's about $15 on Betfair. I've got the two thumbs up from Scotty. That one I have practice because he's actually a solid solid golfer and he's done the boys well this year. Well, a couple of top tens for myself just on the side. side (laughs) Um, So what do you think this week, (laughs) D-Web? Uh, yeah, well, if you can replicate his PGA performance, he's a show, um, similar-ish tracks. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think he's going as well as some of the other guys this week or is he as well suited. But, um, yeah, can't, you can't back him all. Correct. Uh, Scotty, how do you like Colin, mate? Yeah, I like Colin, but I think uh, this track is going to find a lot of golfers out this week. I don't necessarily think he'll be one of them, but I, I think he'll make the cut. I don't think he'll he'll threaten the uh, the top of the leaderboard. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the next bloke. Big Bad Bryson hits the ball the furthest on tour. I'm not actually sure about his um, driving accuracy stats, but length is key here. But driving accuracy is probably uh, probably a little bit better. So, D-Web, what do you think of Bryson this week, mate? No, you can't win a US Open with weaknesses in your game. And his approach play and even his chipping at times is just not not as good as what it needs to be. Off the tee, yep, he's, he's strokes out off the tee, mainly due to distance. He's number one on two A's, 10th in putting, but everything in between is not uh, as strong. And so... Um, yeah, and he's first in driving distance. He's 140th in driving accuracy percentage. So, um, 
Yeah, and greens and regulation is 55th. Like, he doesn't hit enough greens. His short game, his chipping's not great. So, I'd be surprised if he won. Scotty, what do you think of big bad Bryson, mate? Yeah, well, we've been betting on the uh, on the tour for years now and the one thing that we have uh, consistently stated is that horses for courses, um, certain uh, courses are going to set up for certain profiles of golfer and... I think with those key stats just mentioned there on, on Bryson, I, f- I feel that this is not going to be the course for him. And, um, yeah, so not for me. Side multi, boys, Bryson, DJ, missed the cut. There you go, on the next. Uh, let's talk the next golfer, and I've got to pull up that screen again because I was just looking at Bryson, 375 to miss the cut. I'm all over it. Um, all right, so next one after that we're going is Patrick Cantlay. Uh, don't really think that the course will suit him too much. Um, hits the ball a long way, great short game, tough track. D-Web, what do you think of Patrick Cantley? Um, I will disagree with you and say I think the course does suit him if he was at his best, which I just don't think he is. So um, for me, I think he, he'll win one one day just because he's kind of got the demeanour and he's, he's – Game is because he is someone who, when he's playing well, he doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. Um, but yeah, he's kind of yet to put it all together since uh, they have returned from the break. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he does um, he does tick the boxes in all areas. There's no there's no weakness really. His his worst thing on statistically for this year is his putting, which is 58th on the tour. Everything else is you know towards the top. So. Um, look, he's going to put it together some week. It's probably tough to throw it all together in the US Open, but funny things have happened. Yeah, small other interesting stat is um, I think uh, all winners of the US Open, uh, except for three, have been in the top 50 for the last uh, 10 years or something, or 15 years. So um, being in the top 50 will count. I know he's in the top 50, but I forgot to mention that at the top of the show too. So, Scotty, what do you think of Patrick, mate? Yeah, obviously he's a bit out of... Out of touch of sorts. Um, but I think he's one of those gritty golfers that he, you know, he's probably going to, he's probably going to enjoy the tough test that's going to be uh, win foot this week. And, and um, yeah, he, he could make a serious run at the title, I think. Okay. Moving on to uh, Webb Simpson, uh, D Webb. Thoughts on Webb Simpson this week, mate? Not really. I just don't think. I think he's going to, you know, these longer tracks, I think, find him out a little bit. Um, so, yeah, not for me. I just, I just, I can't see him beating some of the other guys at the top of the market. Scotty, I know you like Webb Simpson, mate. I'm a big fan, Louie. Thanks for that, mate. Um, but, yeah, not for me this week. The <laughs> only thing I can see with uh, Webb Simpson is if he plays the strategy of making par, sometimes accepting that you won't be on the green in two shots and just trusting and backing his short game to get him close enough to scramble for pars. Cause I think pars will be the equivalent of birdies this week. If you can string a few pars back to back, um, that's really going to help your score. So if Webb Simpson, it'll all depend on his strategy and how he's hitting the ball and conditions. But um, I think the pressure of scrambling for pars because of length of the tee will really, really hinder him this week. So I'm going to pass on him. There's a big, Big chat for no reason, I suppose. Let's just move on to um, <laughs> Daniel Berger. 
Um, massive fan of this bloke. Uh, does anybody see the resemblance of his game to a John Rahm, except for the anger? Uh, snugglish kind of bloke. Hits the ball long, hits the ball straight. Uh, it's pretty good with putting. Anybody uh, agree, or how do you think this week we'll go for him? Um, I would say that I've never thought Daniel Berger and John Rahm are anything to do with each other. But I like where your head's at, Lowy. Like, just, you know, coming up with good stuff. It's elite. Um, yeah, he's great tee to green, though. Uh, actually, statistically, he's awesome. He's going really well. Um, he kind of, uh, this year especially, he's kind of got himself back to where he was a few years ago. Um, but, yeah, decent off the tee, decent on approach, decent around the greens, and he's a pretty good putter. So, especially on these greens, too, I think he goes all right. Um, so, US Opens, he's been pretty good as well. Uh, he's had a six couple of years back, was his best for a while. So, um, yeah, look, he's been one of the form players this year, and if he can continue that, he could have a good week and, and surprise. Scotty, what do you think of uh, Daniel, mate? Well, not Webb, so we all love him, but Daniel Berger. Yeah, Daniel Berger. Um, yeah, consistent. I don't think he's going to win, though, this week. I'm not going to waste any of our precious airtime going into that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to open up the floor to other people you want to talk about because there's a massive list of good golfers with some really, really good odds. So, D-Webs, anybody else that you want to speak about, mate? Uh, I think, actually, Hideki Matsuyama is a bit of a show this week. He, um, he's he been hitting the ball really well. Uh, surprisingly, he's uh, actually fifth in strokes going around the green. So... Um, it's actually the putting that generally lets him down, but everything outside of the putting, he's absolutely elite and he's been playing some pretty good golf. And I think a hard track is right up his um, alley. And uh, yeah, look, he's had a second in the US Open. He's you know regularly up there in the top 20 or so. So one of these days, I reckon he'll win one uh, and this could be it. Um, something, I mean, Jay Day's dropped off. He had that little spurt where he's going well. Scott hasn't played much. I don't like Patrick Reed. Tommy Fleetwood was awesome tee to green last week in Spain, but he putted horrendously. But a lot of people are jumping on him because he's got a pretty decent US Open record as well. I don't think Tony Finau can be trusted. Um, hitting massive odds on good old Tiger. Um, but I'm just not sure these tracks suit him as much these days. And that's kind of it for me. I mean, Louis Oosthuizen has got a decent record. It's funny to actually see Ricky Fowler at $67. That's how good he's been going recently. Um, but that's probably as far as I want to go, I think. What about Jordan Spieth at 70? 70 to 1. No, no he's, he <laughs> just falls on He's there, fallen right? off. Yeah, it's like it's um, – yeah, he's just got so many issues with his game at the moment. So, like, he wins the US Open. He may as well be 200 to 1 for me at the moment. <laughs> Scotty, who else do you want to have a chat about, mate? Yeah, look, I'm um, I'm a bit like uh, Webby. There, mentioned Tommy Fleetwood. I think um, again, I backed him this year. Didn't do any good for me, but I backed him, so that's a tick for me. Um, he, I think he likes the tougher tracks. Uh, I think he'll be he'll be he'll be up there. I'm, the one thing that does concern me is is the travel. Um, I mean, I, how long has he been in Europe for? Just the week. Mm. Just the week. So that's my big question mark there. I mean, these guys are professionals. They travel around in absolute luxury. Um, not quite the same as the 
express service from Beanley Station to Roma Street Parklands here in Brisbane. Uh, they're going to be nice and comfortable. Um, but there's that's a question mark for me. I, I just don't know how that travel is going to impact his prep and, um, and, and what's going to be important preparation for a really tough track this week. All right. Well, I've got a um, – I'll rip it out there, my multi of the week. It's going to be a four-person 72-match – 72-hole match uh, multi. So uh, my first one will be Hideki will beat Patrick Cantley at $1.90. John Rahm will beat DJ at $2. Xander will beat Colin Morikawa at $1.72. Daniel Berger will beat Webb Simpson at $2.05, and that's paying $13.50. So that'll be my uh, little multi that I'll put on. But once again, everybody, we'll be putting most of our selections up on our website, babtourgolf.com. So check it out. Uh, leave us a comment on the article when the Bab Goat, aka D Web, places it up there. And um, we'd love to hear your comments, your bets, your picks, uh, what you think of the podcast, uh, anything that you want to discuss with us. We're more than welcome to um, opening the floor up um, to our followers. So. Uh, check it out, guys. Uh, golf.com. Uh, and that's about it for the night. Anything else you want to finish on tonight, boys? No, it's been a pleasure as always, mate. Good to see you uh, for the people out there. And I know Scotty mentioned it before, but Lowy's had a haircut. It looks fantastic. Yeah, Lowy, you are looking looking sharp, mate. Um, you could probably get a start for the Broncos the way they're going at the moment, mate. What, what position do you uh, think you'd uh, slot into? Well, Payne Haas has been, uh, he's got the week off due to a family emergency. So I reckon I could slip into the front row pretty well. I've got the weight behind me. Um, I don't have the height, um, but I can throw in a lot of weight. And I reckon I'm good for about 37 seconds. 37? Um, yeah, that'd be kickoff, run down, not make a tackle and then be gassed. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I think will happen. That's pretty good, boys. But um, while we've got a quick second to spare, uh, we talk about the upcoming Bab Tour, the world infamous Bab Tour. Uh, this year we are, due to the COVID, we actually stayed local heading up to the Sunshine Coast. So we've got a bit of a rough itinerary in place, boys. Where where are we looking at uh, heading this year? Uh, now, I believe, tell me if I'm wrong, D-Web, our first course that we will be playing will be Maruchi River. Is that right? I believe that's correct. Yes. Great track. Lots of water, lots of wind uh, up near, uh, well, obviously, Maroochee River, but it's uh, <laughs> up the coast near the airport, Coolham Airport, so people get, get confused. It's okay. Um, second day is Noosa Springs on a Saturday. And correct. Is it the Saturday or Sunday event that's going to be the four ball now that we've got a tour of eight? Uh, we haven't confirmed that yet, but... Um... We'll work through that. I always Sundays like the, are cool. I always like the Saturday because the horses are on too. Okay. We'll work through that, mate. We'll work through it. We finish up, uh, yeah, cool them Sunday, Twin Waters on the Monday. Might as well give me the trophy now. So I was actually listening to YouTube before, and if you look up Will Smith getting jiggy with it live, the intro goes to something I like, the champ is here. The champ is here. And pretty sure I'm rating Bab Champ and I don't plan on giving that up anytime soon. 
That was that was <laughs> that was some great skill there, Lowie. And I was just wondering for those for those listening at home, I'm wondering if you could share with everyone your most famous karaoke song that you've ever done. She sits alone by the <laughs> Oh, end the podcast. Plan it off. <laughs> Oh, how good's karaoke? Just want to shout out to the Roy Hotel. Um, I can't perform this week due to COVID. Um, so after that night, karaoke's never been back there. Correct. Once you have the best, you can't have anything else. So, um, yeah. Hey, guys, we've got to have a chat about uh, quickly next year's PGA Tour. Uh, 50 events, including the Olympics, is scheduled. Um, do you think that will make the top players uh, play more events to get themselves 15 million US dollars if they win the FedEx Cup? No. You don't think they'll they... just play what they want? No, all they need to do is qualify for the Tour Champs and you know, do what DJ did, just win a couple at the end. Yeah. So, so get in. They're good enough. They won't worry about that. They'll just play with the big ones, mate, for world ranking points and coin. All right. Scotty? Yeah, have last to agree. Minute have to agree with Webby there. I, I, I think they're all going to have their own agendas and it's not going to play into it too much at all. Yeah. Just in the last couple of minutes, I think um, that the golf season will be extended. I think looking at the, the schedule is only really a one month off uh, some of these other golfers. So I think um, we're jam-packed for a 2021 golf season. So on that note, guys, good luck gambling. Check out the website, babtourgolf.com for our picks. Have a great weekend.